Welcome to our Fireside Stories, talking junk and telling stories about South Africa. Hello. Hey, babe. <laughs> how are Why you, you this evening? Why are you laughing? <laughs> so like, hello. Yeah, I was like, that's not how you normally talk. <laughs> hello. <What's up? laughs> I know. Um, the pressure to for the intro in a podcast. <laughs> You're doing it for South Africa. Doing what for South Africa? Podcasts. <laughs> Welcome to Podcasts for South Africa. <laughs> exactly. Right. Today we're going to talk about a rugby. A rugby? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like my podcast voice? I love your podcast voice. It sounds like you've been practicing. You've done this before. I made you? it up right now. Very good. Yeah, very good. Okay, so last week, Rugby World Cup tickets for 2023 went on sale. Mm-hmm. So you and I decided we were going to book some. So we had a strategy, right? Something of a strategy. Yeah. Tickets are going on sale at 5 p.m. UK time, 6 p.m. France time. Yep. So I'm at home. I'm sitting at my computer. You're at work. You're sitting at your computer. And we reckon if we both try a book, we'll surely get tickets. We really want tickets for South Africa, Ireland. It's in Paris. It's close-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be a good game, blah, blah, blah. But we can settle for Romania, South Africa, because that's not... I mean, it's far, but it's not like the other games. So we'll do that if we can't. So the day arrives. Mm-hmm. I'm at the computer. No child of ours is allowed to come near me. Um, because Delilah, especially our four-year-old, likes to click the mouse... Play on Spotify. Hit the space bar. Hit the space bar. Like, delete my Word documents. Slack my team, my colleagues at work. So, Delilah must not be near me. I literally have my arms out. So, my children know they need to give me a wide berth. And particularly the computer screen. Because the instructions on the website say, if your computer goes to sleep or whatever, then um, you lose your place in the queue. Does it say that? Was it worded like that? No. If your computer goes to sleep or whatever. whatever. <laughs> it said something like that. So I'm also like, I also can't leave the computer. So I'm like literally sitting there, not letting anyone near me, moving my mouse every now and then so it doesn't go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are you doing while this is happening? Well, I think it's worth noting as well that you also had the foresight to set up an account yes. of a sort and sign up months in advance to yes. get alerts and stuff like that so you were part of the i think they called it the family yes 2023 <laughs> yeah. family yeah you know this family of many millions of people yeah. anyway um my brothers and sisters in rugby yeah anyway go on so at five o'clock on said day i was i was at work and i also joined the queue <laughs> As soon, as soon as was humanly possible, and I watched the little rugby ball yeah. progress. It didn't seem like it progressed at all um, in this little picture of the rugby ball going through the through the posts, which was an apt illustration. Um, but after watching after watching the rugby ball go nowhere for ten minutes, I realised that it was going to very quickly come to the end of the day when there was likely. No need to be in the office. 
Hey. But you were still watching the rugby ball. <laughs> I was still watching the rugby ball. And also there would probably also come the point where there would be no one else in the office. Yeah. I would just be sitting there watching, watching the, the rugby, rugby ball. ball move across <laughs> the screen. So I decided, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to head home. But because I'm connected to the, the office Wi-Fi, I have to figure out how I'm going to do this. So I have to close all my close all my apps because I don't want my laptop battery to die on my cycle home. <laughs> I need to make sure that I have enough battery on my phone. So I turn the screen brightness all the way down, turn my personal, wasp, uh, my personal hotspot, I connect my laptop to my personal hotspot, and then also take my towel and I put it in the laptop <laughs> so the laptop doesn't close because, as you said with the mouse, um, if the device goes into sleep mode then you will lose your spots so i made sure that all my settings were my computer doesn't go to sleep my <laughs> ipad I mean, not my ipad my iphone doesn't go to yeah. sleep so all these different all these different settings and i head home like a like a bat out of hell well i guess i realized that i'm not sure how long this is going to take yeah. and if i do get a spot and you don't get a spot for whatever reason we still want a chance yeah so i race home Put my bike on my shoulder, run up two flights of stairs to get to get into our flat. Um, only to be assaulted by our oldest daughter. Um, dad, 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 do you need to, you need to check your phone. And obviously I'm, I'm out of breath. I've run around. I'm just like, dad, get out of my way. Um, run inside and throw my laptop out of my bag just to see where I am. Meantime, I'm trying to tell you I need your phone because while you've been cycling home, mm-hmm. I've in fact got into the website um, and I've tried to book tickets for Ireland, which was sold out insanely quickly. I've tried for 20 minutes to book t- tickets for Ireland, but I have managed to reserve tickets for Romania. Mm-hmm. So I go in, select my tickets. They're in my, out, in what what is it? The basket, the basket. Um, I put in my card details and then it sends me a security code. But because our credit cards are joined and they're in your name, basically, the code goes to your phone. So obviously I'm like having like a heart attack because I can't get hold of you because your phone is specially placed in your bag with the Wi-Fi Right hotspot. next to my laptop, practically <laughs> yeah. inside it. Exactly. Yeah. So I phone you a thousand times because there's literally nothing else I can do. Um, and Amelia is hyperventilating because she has also got a ticket for the World Cup. Who's Amelia? Our oldest daughter. Um, so anyway, so she assaults you when you get to the door while you're throwing your laptop on the bed and trying to hook that up. Meantime, you can't even breathe properly because you've cycled so hard. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we get your phone. I've got a minute and 13 seconds to check out. I managed to check out. And so now we have three tickets for South Africa versus Romania in mm-hmm. Bordeaux. <laughs> That's, that's epitome that is Romania. <laughs> but that's good. How do, yeah. you get, how do you get better with that opportunity? Cup. Yeah. Exactly. So we will somehow find our way to Bordeaux uh, next year and watch this game, which should be, hopefully we score a lot of tries. Um, Although not related to rugby, it's probably worth noting that I have suggested multiple times to get your own one-time password. <laughs> For my credit card. Exactly. Then yes, we would have avoided yes. the strong That but... was the oversight on our grand plan. Anyway, we're mm-hmm. very excited. But obviously, it got me thinking about just how funny and ridiculous that whole scenario was. And how 20 years ago when... Um, it was even more than 20 years ago, I think, when we met and then started dating. You did not love rugby at all. Like, you thought it was a jock sport. And all the guys who played rugby at your school were douchebags. 
and you were just not into it. But since then, mm. you've grown to be quite fond of the game. Yeah, so, there was a. There did seem to be a, a very, to to quote statistical language, there did seem to be a very strong correlation between the sport and the level of douchebaggery. <laughs> um, yeah. To be honest, the the ninety five World Cup sort of came and went without me really noticing it probably because I was spending time outside playing or if I was in front of the TV I'd be probably playing Nintendo assuming that was far enough behind the release of the Nintendo that we actually had it being a bit <laughs> of a legged <laughs> my dad was one of, one of those uh, one of those people on the adoption curve it's like Oh, DVDs are coming out. Time to get VHS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so the Rugby World Cup, that's um, when I started loving rugby. And what's funny about that is my mom, my mom and dad are divorced. My dad is a massive sports fan in general, but my mom could care less for any sport she liked tennis but um rugby definitely not but for some reason we were totally caught up in the hype of rugby tazos which my brothers and my two younger brothers and i were obsessed with we used to go to the shell garage and um get them i don't did we buy them in crisp packets like i never collected any so i, oh, can't, yeah, so. <laughs> I can't say but as as i recall from other tazos yes tazos were little collectible Cardboard pieces of disc. plastic. Yes. Or, or plastic. Sometimes Those were the good ones. Sometimes metal. They would be like, oh, I've got a metal one. Dude, the, 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 um, like the holy grail of Tazos was this, it was a gold one, which was white with a gold, I think it had a gold rugby ball on it. That was like, oh man, if you was got it that metal? one. No, it was plastic. plastic. Yeah, yeah. And then plastic you got little cardboard it. ones with all members of the team on it mm-hmm. that I still, um, I have some. Well, as I recall, you would get, Tazos in Simba crisps. I think so. Crisps. Damn. We call them chips, don't we? Yeah, Simba chips. chips. Yeah. Want to be a Simba chippy? Want to be a Simba chippy? And then rugby, the Coke cans. So also, my mom was very strict on what we ate. Like I never saw Coke ever until the Rugby World Cup happened. Then we were allowed to mainly for the Coke cans <laughs> get Coke so we could collect them. So that was fun. Um, then it was the opening game to the 95 World Cup and my mom shouted for the wrong team, which was hilarious. She thought Australia was South Africa and the Australians were running for the trial line and she was screaming because she was so excited. I was like, mom, we are not yellow. We are green. <laughs> but anyway, green and gold, I guess you could be easily confused. But the 95 World Cup was super exciting and... Uh, definitely started my passion for rugby which I guess has gone in waves like when we moved to England I kind of forgot about rugby for a little bit because I was excited about other things like me (laughs) (laughs) Paris and Italy Um, but then I remembered rugby and now it's become like a bit of a culture in our house where we watch rugby games Mm. and our kids can sing the national anthem or our littlest, our four-year-old can sing the national yeah. anthem, actually. Her favorite bit is the Afrikaans bit. Yeah. Where she's very good at rolling, not, I don't know what you the call chachas. it. Like <laughs> clearing her throat. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, great. She likes that. She's really funny. Because um, we're obviously 
well, not obviously, you probably can't tell, but we're not an Afrikaans family, so <laughs> we don't speak any. Well, we do. We do, we, and we in, don't want our children to hear what we're saying, exactly. and then we speak really bad very Afrikaans. Very bad Afrikaans. Yes, but we try. Um, like the time I tried to tell you about jelly, do you remember this in Afrikaans? I started off in Afrikaans and then couldn't figure out how to say jelly, so I said mm. wibble wobble. <laughs> so it ter- it's one of those scenarios where it turned out a little bit like yeah. that Kevin Fraser video where you're explaining an Afrikaans word, an English word in Afrikaans, but in a really roundabout way. <laughs> it's because I don't know any of the Afrikaans words for it. Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I guess off the back of all that, um, recently... I've read a whole stack of rugby stack books. Mm-hmm. So I previously, I think you've read all of them, at least the, well, all the South African. If ones. there are more, can someone please let me know? But I'd previously read "Playing the Enemy," which is the Invictus story, which is the movie with Matt Damon about Francois Pinot and Nelson Mandela in the '95 World Cup. Blah blah blah. Read that, and then. I'd been putting off reading Sia's book, Sia Khaleesi, the 95, no, not 95, the 2019 Rugby World Cup <laughs> captain. <laughs> anyway, I'd been putting it off because I had ordered a signed copy and it didn't come because South Africa was put on the red list for Omicron and I think he was supposed to be in the country to sign them, but yeah. he wasn't. And then he was supposed to do a signing at Waterstones, which we had tickets for, but we couldn't go because he couldn't come, blah, blah, blah. It was cancelled. So anyway, I decided, screw it. I'm not waiting for my signed copy. I'm just going to read it. And I loved it. So I read that. And then I read Francois Pino's book. And I read Jake White's book. And then I read John Smith's book. And I have no more rugby books to read. And I'm feeling like withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they were great. I loved them all. Sears is probably my favorite. Um, Can you say why? I think... I just really like him. Mm. <laughs> I think it's he's a man of faith. He has a cool story. And I know, obviously, from reading his book, he doesn't want that to be his whole thing. You know, like, he, this rags to riches story is not, you know, it's not all that he's about, although the media has loved to talk about it. I just think he's just a cool, humble, like, South African guy. Um, he's great. I loved his book. And then, yeah, do you have a favorite player? It can be from any, like, year. I was going to say, you can ask me, can it be an English player? It can be an English player. It's not going to be an English not. player. Not. No, <laughs> <laughs> Never England. Um, the player that I remember qu- quite keenly, even though I can't tell you which, you know, I can't tell you specific moves, but I, I quite liked Joost van der Westezen. Mm. Um, I felt like he played with he played with a lot of energy. He seemed like he was all over the place. You know when you see someone do something, it, can't, it can be anything. It can be playing musical instruments. It can be doing a sport. It could be um, a particular an art or giving a presentation. You know, sometimes you just f- feel a particular affinity with someone, even yeah. though you don't know them. You're like, oh, if if I did this thing, I would like to do it like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. I like the way you liked his his style. He played with a lot of energy. He was in a lot of ways a fearless player he would you know he would tackle the biggest guys um you know jo- Jonah Lomu was I, I, I do actually remember not specific games again but I remember he was he was never afraid to 
to te- big tackle in the ninety-five. Tackle the big guys, final. yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess back back in the day, but of late, it's quite hard to choose, you know, because there's there are so many, there are so many great players. I really like Jaden Hendricks uh, at the moment. Another scrum half. Yeah. <laughs> I think you like the cheeky scrum half vibe. Yeah. Well, it must be quite cool to be a sort of fifth clerk where your job is to uh, stir the pot, as you say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One, one of my favourite pastimes. Um, but yeah, like, look on your arm is really great. My pimpy is really fun to watch. Like, okay, oh. so in our family. Yeah. Which is the player? Who is the player that our kids love the most? Like when he gets the ball, it's always... Well, judging by where you stopped me, I think you gave that answer away. My pimpy. My pimpy. They go absolutely mental when yeah. my pimpy gets the ball. It's very cute. Yeah. I think our, our son jumps up and does this little, like, bum wiggle. Yeah, there's like a my pimpy, my pimpy dance. Gets the, yeah, my pimpy dance. <laughs> and like a family joke now. So whenever there's a rugby game on, my youngest brother, who's obsessed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we always are messaging each other during the game. So if we're not watching it together... So the one day I was messaging him, it was something about my pimpy. And the predictive text kept changing it to my pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> so we now, now, like, his name is my pumpkin. Because <laughs> my pumpkin's a legit word, right? Yeah, exactly. Not my pimpy. No, honestly. Um, okay, so my pimpy and then... Visa. Jasper yeah, yeah. Visa is quite a cool player. like him. But it, it get, like I said, it's really hard to choose. There's so many... The whole team is the whole pretty te- cool. The whole anyway, team is moment, pretty cool, yeah. and at the moment they seem to be playing really well together. It seems like they're, you know, they're trying some, at least in the big games, trying some, yeah. some fresh blood. You know, Willems is really cool to watch. Oh yeah, he's unfortunately he's cool. out for the next game, but yeah. Um, so there's this uh, often misconception that if you are South African, you will like rugby and you'll like the Springboks, um. And obviously we have a ton of friends who care nothing about rugby. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, But I made this same error um, this week on the school run where we have, there's a there's a mom in one of our children's classes. She's a New Zealander and they do not like losing to Australia. Anyway, so this week I see this mom on the school run and I go to him like, oh, did you see the game? Like I saw the controversial decision where the ref, it was the thing where the ref um, blew up the Australia. Australian team in the last like, couple of minutes for time wasting it was a penalty yeah. and he gave the penalty scrum I mean he gave a scrum to New Zealand and they scored off the back of it and won the game anyways so I was like telling her she, she looks at me like I was completely bonkers she's like what what game <laughs> she knew, didn't know what I was talking about so then we proceeded to have this conversation about like oh just because you're <laughs> New Zealand doesn't mean you actually love rugby um but she was very excited to know that New Zealand had beaten Australia, no matter what the context mm-hmm. or the scenario. Anyway, I won't make that mistake again. So all that to say, there's obviously some inherent rivalries that you're almost taught from birth. Yeah, exactly. So there's a rule in our house that there's one team you can't support in rugby. <laughs> Who is that team? England. Oh, man. The if there's irony. one team, I know, the <laughs> irony... There's there's one team I do not like losing to. It's England. They have bad attitudes. Do Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, they took their medals off in the last 
Rugby World Cup. And I get it, but come on. Like, grow up. You lost the game. You played maybe not your best, but you respect you respect the medal and you respect the sports and you respect mm. the winners, right? And they just feel like they're a bit entitled. And so is that what you think? I've had this conversation with people before, right? Yeah. Is that what you think taking off the medal represents? Do you think it represents, it feels, it feels like it's, I should have almost, I should have won, therefore I'll take this one off kind of thing. Yeah, but I don't know if they think that. Yeah, it, but I think it feels like that, right? They might just be like, oh, I didn't, I don't deserve this even, but like maybe they feel like they played a bad game and so they don't want to silver medal. Yeah, but it feels, when the action of it is that it's disrespectful. Well, I know we're deviating a little bit, right? But surely you understand in any in any sport yeah. that then there's going to be a winner and a loser yeah. and surely if you lose you should lose in a dignified way exactly right? don't disrespect uh, yeah you have another story about rugby I'm sure you have many <laughs> as you do about life in general you have a, an, another story as I recall which involved um, a, a house catching on fire so you lived in a thatch home yes well part of your life you lived in a thatch home and there was this one time at band camp. <laughs> when? Yeah. At band camp. Yeah. There was this um, one time yes. when the... The felt, which the was f- like... felt nearby. Pretty much next door to us, mm-hmm. caught on fire. And because we lived in the thatch house and Joburg is pretty dry, if the thatch catches on fire, a house is gone, right? So it was always quite stressful. when there was The felt used to catch a light, not often, but a couple of times anyway... On this particular occasion, I was in my bedroom and I saw it burning and I saw the smoke coming over our wall and I was like, okay, our house is going to burn down. What am I going to take? That classic question, what are you going to take if your house burns down? So the cats, the hamster, your Bible, I don't know, like <laughs> your brother, whatever people say. I um, was going to take my movie-sized, I don't know what, a... a two, maybe? Yeah, rugby posters. They were huge, pressed it to my wall. My post of Jus van der Westhuizen, and I can't even remember who the other one is of. I definitely did have a smaller picture of James Small mm-hmm. that I'd bought at Bruma Flea Markets after the Rugby World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Wait, was I, that because that was the only one that they had? No, I had, I had, they had five. At Bruma? Yeah, I chose, I had James Small, I had a couple of other ones. Um, but my big poster was Jus, who was getting ready to throw the ball. Like, yeah. I remember it well, but I can't remember the other one. Anyway, I was literally... On a chair, press stick, like undoing the press stick from my wall and rolling up the posters and get ready to bolt out my house in case it burned down. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to take with me. It's it's hilarious. Like <laughs> Sounds about right. I know. Well, you know that if you don't have a house, you have nowhere to I hang know. your posters, right? I know. I know. I can only just say, I don't even know what to say, <laughs> but that's the mentality <laughs> of mm-hmm. the rugby. Um yeah as the joke goes you also have another rugby story which involves your mother oh and yes oh, a, this trip is a, good to one. a trip to a certain mall yeah yeah okay so bit of backstory context to this is that i went to jp girls jp high school for girls uh in kensington and obviously the sister school to jp boys um, JP Boys has a quite a strong rugby t- tradition and so Jake White who was the 2007 rugby coach was a coach at JP Boys for quite a few years before he was a Springbok coach and he there are some other um, 
Springbok rugby players who come from JP, but particularly one called James Dalton. So he was in the 95 rugby team. Anyway, so my mom was a history teacher at JP Girls, and she's a really good history teacher, and often we'd be out and about, and she would have, like, past pupils coming to chat to her and, like, remember the back in the day or whatever. So this one time in Eastgate, not at Bandcamp, in Eastgate, this shopping center in Kensington and Joburg. Anyway, we were in Woolworths. I'm shopping with my mom, which we used to do on a Saturday morning quite often. And uh, we're in the shop. And then walking towards us, I see James Dalton. So I'm just literally staring at James Dalton. He's with this blonde lady. um, And they're walking towards us. And I'm like, you know, like, I don't even know how to explain it. I'm just, like, so excited that I'm seeing a Springbok rugby player in front of me and a 95 rugby player, never mind. I'm like, what, can I can I ask him for an autograph? But I don't have anything to, like, what is he going to sign? And then it's really embarrassing because he's with this girl and I'm, like, only, what, I don't know, maybe 14 or 15. And so all these things are going through my head. Anyway, I'm walking with my mom and then they stop to talk to us but it's the blonde head, his girlfriend, I assume, talking to my mom. And they have this fat chat. Turns out she's a past pupil. She did history. They're chatting. James Dalton's standing next to him. He's just like standing there. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like I could have reached out my arm and touched his bald head. <laughs> like, I think he was he's a bit too short. tall for that. Well, he's short, James. Yeah, but touched his arm, whatever. And I'm just like, I don't even know, in a state of shock, like... Can, what if I ask him for an autograph? Will he sign my forehead? Yeah, it's like super embarrassing, whatever. Um, just staring at him. He's probably like, what is this, like, this chick doing? <laughs> this little teenager. Surely he's used to it, right? Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, they chat. And then I'm like still like hyperventilating. They go off and my mom's starts walking away. I'm like, mom, do you know who that was? That was James Dalton. She's like, Headed thug. Who's James Dalton? I'm like, Mom, he's a Springbok rugby player. She had no clue. He could have been literally a piece of dirt that she had just stood on. And then I was like trying to explain to my mom the significance of this great experience. <laughs> and she just like was completely oblivious. Um, it was very funny afterwards. Uh yeah. Oh, to this day I wish I had somehow got like an autograph. I do have some, actually, off the back of that, I do have some Springbok autographs. Uh, so back in 95, I guess as part of the hype and the promo of the World Cup, they had a, some of the Springbok rugby players went to the shopping centre, I was just talking about Eastgate, mm-hmm. and they were doing autographs, but they were th- they were throwing out like rugby balls into the crowd. So my brothers and I were there, and somehow I ended up with a little mini like 95 rugby ball and then you could go get them you waited in this queue and you could go get them to sign your rugby ball or whatever so I definitely remember Christopher my brother not my littlest brother my middle brother I think Alistair might have been I don't know if he got autographs but I have a little rugby ball it's in South Africa still and I think it has it has three autographs I think it has Henny LaRue who was my favorite player I don't know why, I just liked him. Uh, maybe Yurst and another, I can't even remember who. And Christopher, I think, got all five of, there were five guys. He got all of them mm-hmm. on a, like a paper. <laughs> it's 
So it's like a treasure, but I don't even have it with me. I don't even know where it is. I'm sure it's in your boxes of treasures. Back yeah, in my Africa treasures. Somewhere. Yeah. So we live in England, right? Yeah. And we support the Springboks. What's going to happen if our children marry or are with whatever um, Englishes? And then the Englishes (laughs) support England. Well, my strategy, which is probably going to be different to yours, my strategy would be to invite them over every game we got so we had a chance to rub it in their face. (laughs) (laughs) Or we excommunicate them entirely. Sorry. I think we've... um, Entrance requires a Springbok rugby jersey. I think we've done a a sufficient job of brainwashing that they... Or what's not yeah. brainwashing, indoctrination. Yeah, We've done yeah, a sufficient yeah. job of indoctrination that I don't think we have any real worry. Excellent, good. So but if the the way you play the sport is anything to go by, I think we have even less to worry about. So. Very good. We're on the same page then.